This week we're going to be talking about the Wonder Woman trailer, Ghostbusters, anything that's 80s nostalgia, Crisis on Infinite Earths, the Game Awards, also Mandalorian review, and our theories for Star Wars Episode 9. Stay tuned for You Heard with Nerds. Hey, what's up? Welcome to You Heard with Nerds. This is Episode 1. Day one. Day one. All right. I'm Brett, and this is my co-host, Dorian. What's up, everybody? We're uh, we're super excited to be bringing you this podcast. Kind of the reason for doing it was uh, we just, we talked about this stuff anyway. So we're like, why not have fun with it? Why not put it out there? We know there's a lot of people. Dorian and I both listen to a lot of different podcasts. And so we were kind of like, you know, there's very specific podcasts, our podcast can be more of a hodgepodge of what we're interested in and uh hopefully you guys are interested in some of it too and so we're gonna be covering a wide variety of things as dorian said in our opener we have uh well we're starting off on friday the 13th which is kind of interesting i didn't realize that yeah. until Pro- probably not the best idea to launch <laughs> probably a not quarter podcast <laughs> but you know hey i mean i'm not superstitious no i am I- a little stitious yep <laughs> michael scott baby yep so yeah, and that's something too. We're gonna to be going into like you you guys will hear us reference things like Parks and Rec, the office. Oh yeah, it's, we, a, it's we, our jam. Yeah, it's our jam for sure. It's our language. So uh we uh we hope you enjoy that. But we wanted to open it up. This is called our kind of our, you know, nerd news, if you will, but um we're gonna be talking about some trailers first. And so we have the Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh First impressions, Dorian. What are you thinking? I mean, so full disclosure, I wasn't a huge fan of the first movie. I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, How dare you? I know. I know. <laughs> uh, already getting uh, hot takes and controversial uh, controversy right right, at, right out the gate. But yeah. no, I mean, this trailer, you know, looks decent. I mean, it's, I mean, here's the thing. I'm not like the biggest wonder woman fan in the world i mean i do know you know her from like justice league and just by association with like you know uh batman and whatnot but um no i mean this trailer looks fine um definitely definitely i think probably the money shot in this trailer uh is her lassoing lightning mm-hmm. so i mean i wonder how the, that's gonna actually be used because you know I think if she's just using it to just kind of get around, that's kind of lame. But if she's like actually using it to like big Super Saiyan like attack or something oh, like yeah. that, oh yeah, it's kind of, to me it it reminded me of a Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, you know, when he goes what we would call Super Saiyan, but he gets the the Odin Force basically. Yeah, basically just like lightning all over the place yeah. and all that. Yep. I mean, it looked cool. It, it did look. Yeah, look pretty cool. Um, so my thing, uh, you know, this is, this is the hot button, which we could probably theorize for a while. I liked her armor, uh, but, and Kristen Wiig, I mean, who knows? She's a comedian, so I haven't seen her in anything serious. No, per se. yeah. But the biggest thing, Steve Trevor, Steve right? Trevor, yep. So here's the thing is like, when I was watching this, I know, because we've been we've been waiting quite a quite a while for this movie. I feel like it's been a few years it's, at least. Yeah, because I think Wonder Woman was 2017, if I remember right. So yeah, so two three years. Two it's, three years. It'll yeah. be coming out in 2020. So yeah. Um, when I first saw him, I think I audibly was like, "Why?" Yeah. You know, uh, I wasn't that mad he died in the first movie. Yeah. Now there were a lot of people I remember that 
they kind of theorized that he would be coming back. That he'd be coming back. Yeah. That he wasn't dead, which you know he could have jumped out, but he's the same age. He hasn't aged a day. Exactly. And it's forty something years later, right? Roughly, yeah. The Not, first well, movie took place even, in even World more. War. Yeah, World War One. So, so we're so talking the twenties. So we're talking probably early thirties. More than forty. We're talking probably roughly sixty. 70 roughly somewhere around there but yeah no so it's i kind of feel like just uh i think they kind of brought him out of necessity just because of how big of a role he played in the first wonder woman here oh yeah for sure because it's like you know him and diana's uh chemistry the relationship and all that was kind of like the big thing that i think that movie kind of hung its hat on here and so when you doing a sequel and you can't like, you know, do that because one of the main characters is dead and it's a completely different time period. I think you kind of have to work around it, but I was looking at like a few things online. I'm not seeing like anything that's like, Oh yeah, this is taking from like this story in the comics here. It doesn't seem like it's really been right. Really like done like in uh, in its entirety before here. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of cool. It's a new story. They're not, they're not banking on in, a rid like a story that has already happened in the comics, which right. that's kind of what we've seen for most of the DC films. I feel like is that they're derived from either an eclectic group like of comics, yeah, or an arc. Now, when you say DC, you're talking about the DCEU, right? Like the the most recent batch of DC movies, right? Yeah, okay, obviously, yeah. there's we can we can look at the old Batman movies and sure. look at stuff like Year One for Batman Begins, yep. and I mean, those are original in and of themselves as well. There's a story arc that with Bane and all that. He does break oh, yeah. his back, obviously. Yeah, night, but Nightfall. Yeah. And all that, yeah. I would say, which you have a Nightfall issue, don't oh, you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I I think the how is kind of the important thing. Like, mm. how they bring him into this is going to be important for me, I think, to buy into him actually being back. Because, right. you know, if, if they want us to care about this character, like... Lazarus pits are real. This is the DC universe, right? Yeah, no, it is. And so it's been explored in, in multiple different avenues, especially, you know, I remember growing up watching the animated series and being like, wow, there's pits that they can throw people into that they come back from the dead. Right, yeah. Now, there are side effects with that. We see that in Jason Todd, right? Yeah, Jason Todd, Raz or Ra's al Ghul, however you prefer your pronunciation. Here. I like Ra's. It sounds cooler, but we're so used to Raz from the Batman Begins Christopher and, Nolan yeah. films. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I mean... I don't know if they would will go with Lazarus Pits on this one. I mean, they obviously could. I mean, you know, they have the rights, they have everything that they need, but I kind of feel like, you know, that's something that's kind of be that would be more tied to like, you know, a Batman story as opposed to like Wonder Woman. I feel like Wonder Woman's probably got like a lot of a uh, a lot of things like that they she could draw from in her like, you know, franchise or her line of comics to like, you know, essentially do that. Mm-hmm. Um I'm kind of wondering because like there's that part in the trailer with like Pedro Pascal's uh, character. I think uh, is like a Maximilian Lord. I think is his name. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't too sure. I I don't know Wonder Woman world. I just don't. Yeah, I don't know either. But uh, but he's like talking like he's uh, on that uh, uh, on the TV saying like you know the year is 1984. You can have whatever you want here or something like that. So I wonder if that's like a little bit of a possible foreshadowing or like, you know, kind of hinting at like, he's got something to do with Steve Trevor doing it. It's like, maybe, maybe Steve Trevor's not even like actually there. Maybe it it's not like, be. maybe it's actually like kind of like a figment of her imagination that like a, she got drugged or something like that. I don't know. Or it could be like a PTSD thing or I don't, I don't know beyond, uh, 
like Cheetah, like yeah. as far as villains go, like how how they're gonna like who's gonna be the actual main villain of the movie, right? Yeah, I mean and, and so I think that might be if it has to do with like creating illusions, because that 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 commentary mm-hmm. kind of made it seem like you know, just Im- imagine what you whatever and you could have whatever you want type of thing. It's the eighties, which I mean, we're gonna get into that in a minute, yeah. but it was that trailer was heavy eighties, and I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't not like it. I liked it. I did. I liked the trailer. Yeah. I like the vibe of it. If they keep that vibe, that's gonna be a very different, very different tone from the first. Yeah, movie. for sure. Yeah. And so it'll be interesting to see kind of how that plays out. I think. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think overall it was a pretty solid trailer. I I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. So. Now I I am I. Could it, could it be with Street Steve Trevor? Is this a descendant? <sighs> I mean, it, it's literally the same actor. They could do that. Well, and I mean, the way that trailer portrayed it, it's like he's back. He's back exactly, and like you know, because it, and it's kind of like a the reverse situation where Diana is the one now showing Steve Trevor what the world is like here, as opposed to like because it's showing, changed. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a little bit of a reversal of roles from like the first movie for sure, but. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. And if, if it is a descendant, I mean, that is kind of weird. Like, you know, her cuddling up to, like, you know, Steve Trevor's, uh, uh, like, great-grandson or grandson, wherever he would fall in the generational line. But Yeah, it'd probably be grandson, yeah. right? Yeah. Roughly, somewhere around there. Grandson to great-grandson, yep. depending. Yeah. No, I thought it was overall good. Yeah. So... Next up, uh, we're going to be talking about the Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer. So what are your first impressions on this trailer here? Again, heavy 80s vibe. Yeah. Uh, it almost the, looked like it could take place in the 80s. Well, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like this This is not set in the 80s because this is like supposed to be years and years after like uh, the original Ghostbusters. So right. I'm assuming that it is supposed to be modern day. Yeah, that's what I would be assuming. I mean... It's really hard to know when you have actors who are only in 80s kind of motion pictures like uh, Finn Wolfhard. <laughs> like, like, he only gets cast in it's so, 80s some, nostalgia. It's something in his contract or It's got to be. I think he's just got that look, though. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't know if that means anything to anyone, but I feel like that uh, if you look at Finn Wolfhard... It's, he just screams 80s. It's typecasting. Yeah, it is. Yeah, no, it, it, it really is. Oh, yeah. I mean, so far... I mean, unless like there's something I'm missing. I mean, obviously stranger things, but he was also in it and now, you know, ghostbusters. So, yeah. And, and I mean, I love, I'm, I don't love Paul Rudd, but I think it'll be cool to have him as kind of, he seems to be almost like in stranger things, the science teacher who knows something about the upside down. Like he knows something about the ghostbusters or what they used to be. Yeah. So there is a past tense there where we're just, it is the future. It has to be, they could be in like an old town, yeah you know some people say that there's like those those towns that just kind of get stuck in those eras right like yeah. people would say because we're we're in north idaho yeah you know yeah, uh, eastern washington yeah and so it's like people say we're like 10 years behind here oh, we're yeah. not i don't think but uh but but you could you could say that about some towns up here for yeah. sure yeah i mean obviously you know this trailer i feel like is definitely supposed trying to invoke a stranger things vibe here and you know one of the things that kind of surprised me is like how much of a focus is going to be on the kids themselves here? I thought like it would be like, 
oh yeah, there's some kids along for the ride, but it's going to be mostly focused on like maybe the original cast or the adults and which they are. They're know, supposed to be in it. Yeah, and so exactly. here's, here's what it says on uh, IMDb. It says, here's the description of the actual movie so far, which I don't know how accurate it is, but it says when a single mom and her two kids arrive in a small town, they begin to discover their connection to the original Ghostbusters and the secret legacy their grandfather left behind. Hmm. So I'm guessing, um, I know one of the actors passed away. I mean, they're all getting up there in age, but um, I can't remember. I don't have it on me right now, but we have Bill Murray returning. Yep. Uh, who else do we have? Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Ernie Hudson. And who else? I think that Ernie Hudson was in the original. Yeah, he's Winston. Yeah. Um, so let's look. Uh, gosh, what's the other guy's uh, name? I think he. I think you're talking about. Uh, well, oh, I can't remember his name. It's been yeah, a while since I've seen. It's, it's been a minute, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but yeah, so I think that he's. Pro- that's how they're probably tying him into uh, the new movie. Is like his legacy, basically yeah. his his family lineage, and and so I think that's kind of the the role Finn Wolfhard's character is probably going to play is uh, just discovering who the Ghostbusters are. And I'm guessing at this point, looking at uh, their car and everything, it's been a while. Yeah, no, most definitely. And then uh, not to mention too, talking about legacy, this is also uh, being directed by um, the original director's son as well. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, it's a, no. So, I mean, it's kind of cool. I mean, one thing I've seen that some people are a little bit critical about is, um, you know, the fact that this just doesn't seem like it has a comedic tone, which, you know, it's it's a trailer. I mean, granted, like the tone in the trailer didn't really have, like, I think any comedic moments to really speak of here. But, I mean, you know, it's still a little early to kind of like, you know. I mean, when you're got, your main guys are Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, you know, you're... Yeah. you're Oh, it's yeah. going to be funny. It's going to be funny. But yeah. Sigourney Weaver was also, I forgot she was also in the original Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah, she was, wasn't she? Yeah. And I think the Harold R- Ramis was the guy. He played uh, Egon. So I'm, I'm guessing um, it's probably going to be like his grandson or something like that. Let's, yeah. Let me, let me double check because it's probably on the IMDb yeah. page. I mean, that being said, I think we can all say with confidence this is probably going to be better than 2016 all-female cast <laughs> Ghostbusters. Uh, I didn't even see it. I didn't either, but I mean, I haven't heard anything positive or good about that movie in my in my own uh, circle of uh, yeah. It's like okay, so I looked at Finn. His his name's just Trevor. He's not giving a last name probably mm-hmm. because they want that it's to be part be of the re- plot. It's going to be a reveal. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. Um, I mean, the trailer was enough to get me excited. Yeah. Uh, I was never a huge Ghostbuster fan. Like, I, I remember watching it as a child, and then I watched it probably one more time and as, yeah. as an adult. Yeah, I mean, neither was I when I was growing up here. I, I mean, think I was afraid of it, to be honest. I, I think mean, I was a little afraid of Slimer. Well, I mean, especially, like, uh, at the end when you get with, like, uh, Zool and all that, like, that... Uh, that uh like goddess chick or whatever that comes out with like the freaking yeah. uh, demon dogs <laughs> yeah i mean it's, yeah it's kind of heavy as a kid it is yeah all right so yeah uh everything in 80s nostalgia like obviously these two movies premiered in the the 80 like they're either set in the 80s or, or have strong 80s influence strong 80s influence and so why do you think that is why 
why are these shows like Stranger Things? Uh, you know, we're we're looking at you know movie franchises now that have been around for forty years, right? Yeah. Uh, 30 years if it's the end of, of the era. But yeah, yeah it's, so this is 40 years kind of in the making with a lot of these. You know, you got uh, just, an, you know, you had Ghostbusters, obviously. Yeah. We just had a Rambo, a Terminator. Yeah, no. Alien uh, was kind of coming back. Yeah, Alien. There was an Alien movie, I think, a couple years back. Yeah. Uh, Predator came out a couple years back, mm-hmm. too. So And then you have that, just the, the 80s beat kind of and stuff, like Stranger Things, Guardians, Joker. Yep. Uh, but why... Are the 80s making a comeback, Dorian? And is it a good thing? What do you think? So, so for starters, I mean, I think the easy uh, the easy answer is nostalgia. Just because, I mean, there's a lot of people who, you know, are growing up with uh, the 80s and all that that are, you know, ha- they're roughly 30, 40 right now. Yeah, I mean, I was born in 89. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean... So there's a so I mean I think nostalgia is definitely one thing. Plus I mean 80s is definitely a very unique time like just you know just like you know the way people dress, the music, you know, def- definitely it's a distinct. very distinct time yeah. period, yes. So I think uh, I think w- another reason is uh Stranger Things does have like probably a little bit of a part to play with that as because it's kind of like you mean like for the resurgence of a, a the little 80s? bit, yeah. Just because yeah. I mean, this is I mean, Stranger Things like one of the one of the biggest appeals of it is, you know, the eighties of it mm-hmm. of, and like the setting. It's very it's unapologetically eighties, and it's like for sure. And you know, they go year by year talking about like you know what's what was big for that year. They even have it down to like you know who was uh, running for president. Like you can see like a uh, vote for Reagan, vote for this for sure. guy. Yeah. Uh, in the yards and all that. So I think that definitely has something to do with it. Now, in terms of whether or not it's a good thing or not, not, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, I mean, I personally don't have any connection to the, like the eighties because I was born in 91. So, I mean, I don't really yeah. either. And I was born in 89. So I mean, I'm a nineties kid at heart. So, I mean, it's like, it might be getting a little played out. I think, I think we might be getting to the point where people are be like, okay, yeah. Another eighties thing here, you know? I mean, it's like, I don't know. Well, we'll see. I mean, that's, it's going to be, it's going to be kind of up to people on that. But I mean, I personally am feeling like, okay, everything doesn't have to be, you know, eighties because I think it doesn't, I think like, you know, it's, it's kind of like one of those things where you have to like pace it because otherwise it's going to be looking like a gimmick or a cheap trick just to Mm -hmm. essentially like, you know, get a certain uh, audience to your, to your movie show, what, what have you. I mean, nostalgia is huge. Oh, it's very huge. I mean, like if you know, uh, I mean, you know me. Like most of what I do, I'm like I said, I'm thirty. Yeah. Most of what I do, or things I enjoy, are things I enjoyed when I was young. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't mean that from like a, you know, uh, like basically, you know, if, if something is Star Wars, um, I'll be into it yeah. because it's it has such a strong connection to my childhood. Yeah. If you try to get me to watch or be a part of something newer, it's a little bit more difficult for me to buy in. Yeah. Now there are exceptions to that rule, obviously, but uh, nostalgia is huge. I mean, Ready Player One's one of my favorite novels of all time. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, the main reason was because, and I wasn't even alive in the '80s, but I want to like it inspired me. I'm like, I need to write a book about the night, like the late '90s yeah. or early 2000s. You know, kind of more of our era. When, yeah, exactly. And what was going on then? Because it was it was so 
cool because I I liked the older stuff, you know, uh, growing up, and so watching stuff with my dad and along those lines, you know, late seventies, early eighties stuff, still hits home for me. It's still nostalgic, nostalgic for me, even though I wasn't part of that era. Yeah. Um, and so I I think we might be on kind of the the end of the eighties trope kind of thing. Here, here's, here's why I think that is, um, we, I feel like we've done, they've done almost everything when it comes to yeah like eighties movies and continuing them. Uh, like I just, I don't know if there's a lot of room other than what they're already doing to, to really do something worthwhile that yeah. I'm going to go want to see. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, and not to mention too, I think we are starting to get into the point where, 90s nostalgia is going to start taking over. I mean, we already have, you know, Captain Marvel set in the 90s. Set in the 90s. And then uh, the Batman is supposed to be set in the 90s as well. So, I mean, I think we're going to start seeing, you know, more and more of that crop up because I think, you know, again, nostalgia is like, you know, people people are a sucker for nostalgia here. Oh, big time. Yeah. And we're we're right there with them. I mean, one thing I do want to note is it seems like, you know, we, because, um, you know, we have like a lot of things like, you know, our franchises from the 80s that are coming back, like, you know, Terminator, Rambo, Alien, uh, you know, Predator and all that. Even like, you know, 2016's all-female Ghostbusters and all mm-hmm. that came back. But none of those have actually been like uh, like huge successes here. No. Like they've they've just kind of they just kind of came and went. Didn't really make a ton of money. Wasn't like super well received by like critics and stuff like that. Yeah. And I, I mean, I have my own theories on that, you know, especially when it comes to like Rambo Terminator, mm-hmm. like, uh, they just weren't great movies. Like, yeah. you know, I saw Terminator and kind of what I was thinking that whole time. I think T2 is probably one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, top it's, 10 for sure. It's a banger. And so, and I remember watching it as a kid and I was like, these graphics are insane. Yeah. I mean, they still like, they feel, hold up, they, they hold up to a certain degree. Yeah, yeah, of course. And so, when they, I mean, spoiler alert for all of you who have not seen the new Terminator movie. I feel like it's been out long enough. Uh, it's December 13th. So it's been about a it's, month or so. It's been a while. And, uh, you know. But basically, they kind of retcon all of the other Terminator movies. Yeah. You know? And I don't know. I think I, I, I kind of wanted payoff with John Carter. Like, he was supposed to be. I mean, they, they did stop Call whatever him. happened with Skynet. But it didn't matter, basically. Yeah. And I was like, that's a cop-out. Like, that's such a cop-out for these writers. Basically, they're just reiterating the whole entire story and then peppering it with nostalgia with Arnold and Sarah Connor. Yeah. You know, I can't remember her name, the actress who plays her. But yeah. basically, with them coming back, that's the only reason I even went, really, was because it was like, oh, it's got the original, part of the original cast yeah. and the original... Save for Kyle Reese and all that. Right. But yeah. But... Uh, he dies in the first one. Yeah, you so know? it wouldn't make much sense. But just on those premise alone was going to drive people to the box office, and it just didn't. Like, no, it didn't work. No, no. Well, and I mean, yeah, I think, like, you know, the, the writers, at least for Terminator, and probably, like, a lot of these guys, they should be, you know, honestly, farmers for how much they're milking it instead of oh, writers. Yeah. Because, no, it's like, I think they are really banking on kind of like the, kind of like the effect that, you know, episode uh, seven have... Uh, you know, bringing back Han, Luke, and Leia, and like that was like you know, that was like you know, mind blowing for people essentially. And oh yeah, it made like buku bucks. But 
I think uh, that would be the exception. I think is that's exactly one of the, only trilogies the that exception really... of the rule. But also not to mention too, it's like you know you don't see like too many rated R movies. I mean, we're kind of starting to see it, like you know, starting to pick up. But you don't see too many rated R movies like really have a big box office draw here because most people are trying to go for that PG thirteen rating mm-hmm. to bring you know their family and all that stuff here. Yeah, yeah, and I think that. Uh, the Joker kind of nails that though. You know, that's that, that movie as it's a, I don't want them to make a sequel to be honest. I don't either because I think it works perfectly as a standalone movie. If they, if, if they do, the only way I would want that to happen is if this is the Joker we know from the comics Yeah, and he gets tied into uh, Robert Pattinson's the Batman movies, you know, or even just like, you know, you just see more of like, uh, like uh, this uh, universe's interpretation of, say, like the Penguin or like some of the other players in there, just like not as like necessarily like big roles, but at least like, you know, kind of like introduce a little bit more elements. But I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's kind of one of those things where I think, honestly, they intended this to be a standalone movie. I think it works perfectly as a standalone movie. You know, just leave it at that. Just leave it. Continuing our nerd news. What else you got, Dorian? So... Uh, if, for those of you who, uh, are still watching the CW DC shows, uh, crisis I, on infinite. I'd say there's not many left. I, I, I I'm off the bandwagon yeah, on this. Yeah. So this is going to be Dorian's kind of take on it. So, so basically, so full disclosure. So I stopped watching, um, arrow and, um, uh, flash. I mean, I didn't even get into Legends of Tomorrow or uh, no, you Supergirl or Batwoman or anything <laughs> like that. But Me um, sorry, people. Yeah. So, but uh, that being said, so I tuned in for Crisis on Infinite Earths, and after you know years of not watching these shows, and obviously there's going to be like you know a few things for sure that kind of go over your head here. Like, I mean, spoiler alert for you know anybody who wants to actually watch this and like, you know, kind of be surprised and whatnot. But, uh, Diggle's wife, Lila, she's not like head of, uh, Argus anymore. She's like this, uh, heart, like, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Basically like works for like the celestial monitor guy, basically. Like, I don't even know anything about him really. Yeah, no, I, I mean, that's like where you're kind of getting into like real, the weird, like multiverse deep DC, you know, lore stuff here sure but but anyhow so my opinions on crisis on infinite earths i mean so i couldn't like enjoy it like a, a whole lot because it was like you know i wasn't caught up with like the story apparently oliver queen has like a daughter now that's like actually like in her teens or something like that well so with that i know i was watching a couple of youtube videos and she's from the future okay yeah that's and kinda... so was his son i don't know if his son was part of it yeah no his son the... his son wasn't part of it but like i, I de- but just by like little context clues from watching i kind of figured that's probably Does she go by her... artemis she or no i don't think they really uh that have been kind of a cool nod well, to artemis from young justice that, which yeah i need to watch season three of that yeah anyway <laughs> but anyhow so uh, the main reason why I wanted to personally watch this is just because of how much uh, uh, DC uh, nostalgia or like, you know, uh, like talent that they're getting in there. You got people from Smallville. You got yep, Tom people Welling. From, yep. You got people from um, uh, um, the Lewis, uh, Lewis Lane and uh, oh, yeah, Superman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You have uh, 
uh, Burt Ward from Batman yes. uh, 66 here, you know. Um, Adam West. Yeah, you have uh, Brandon Ralph Murphy. being uh, Superman. Oh, I did hear that. He yeah, was the yeah. actual Superman from Superman Returns, yeah, right? Yeah, he, he was originally Superman from Superman Returns. I mean, obviously, he plays... Uh, Adam and uh, you know Legends of Tomorrow sure. and like the other shows here. But a lot of people were thinking, you know, there's the comic line Kingdom Come. Yeah, and because he, he has a similar look, but yeah, he is actually playing. Yeah, he's actually playing the K- Superman from Superman Returns. Well, he, yeah, I don't know about that here. I'm I mean, pretty sure because he has a son in the sh- on on it named Jason, right? He does. Yeah. yeah, and that's his name, the name of the kid in the movie. So, so maybe what they're doing is they're uh, tying in like essentially like the Superman returns Superman eventually becomes, becomes kingdom come Superman. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a possibility, but, uh, but the main reason why I wanted to watch it is fr- freaking Kevin Connery, the voice of yeah. Batman from the nineties, Batman yeah, animated, animated series, series for those of you who grew up with it or have seen it yeah, somewhere is, was going to, was going to appear live in the flesh as Bruce Wayne. As, and honestly, well, he should be. Yeah, no, it's like, and honestly, it's kind of it's kind of great to see. You know, you kind of get yeah. you get like goosebumps. That's Batman's voice. That's Batman's voice. That's Bruce Wayne. Exactly. And so the way they did it is because they have to go like let me back it up for a little bit. They have sure. to go to like these different uh, uh, universes to like you know essentially cre- uh, recruit people. And so uh, they end up going to you know the one where Kevin uh, Conroy's uh, Batman is hanging out at. And he's, you know, and he's old. He's kind of withered. He's basically uses an exoskeleton suit to kind of get around here because really, because he's, uh, you know, he's, he's seen some stuff here. You know, he's definitely, uh, been put through the grinder a few times here. So now before we get into it, can I ask you this? Okay. Is he from a universe where there may be a Terry McGinnis? Mm. or is he kind of a is it is he from the future on a different earth or is he from modern day different I th- earth i think he's uh from a future from it yeah he's part of like a future from a different earth i think is what they said okay uh, on there but i mean so basically it's like you know so they're trying to recruit him for a little bit long story short it turns out that he's actually not that great of a good guy here because he really he kills all his villains and he actually killed superman in uh Whoa. in this universe here really and, and that and that's that's kind of cool though yeah and no and that's the reason why uh so he's kind of like the thomas wayne almost kind of yeah so so i mean what they uh what they ended up doing is like the reason why he's in that exoskeleton is because of his fight with superman he got jacked up uh from that fight he he came out on top but he but he has to use that exoskeleton suit to kind of get around. So are we getting like the Dark Knight Returns kind of vibe almost? I mean, like, but he, where he had he, to. He definitely throws down some Dark Knight Returns lines. Really? There. Oh yeah. But dang. So basically, kind of like how they they talk about it is, uh, they kind of talk about how he started out, you know, with his you know famous no kill rule, all that stuff, but. Things eventually, you know, kind of wore on him. He became more jaded and stuff. And then he ended up killing one person. Then he, then it became easier to kill another person, sure. then another person, and then another person. And so, I mean, I thought that whole concept was absolutely cool because I feel like that's what probably Ben Affleck's Batman should have been, in all honesty. Like he was flirting, he, right? He was well. He was flirting with the idea. I mean. My, Obviously, not to get it on. was manslaughter. He did not kill those oh, people. Gosh. <laughs> but uh, 
he manslaughtered the heck out of some people in Batman vs Superman. Oh, big time. But I mean, it's like, um, but I mean, the main thing is, is like, you know, I mean, not to get too far into it just because I want to stay on topic is, uh, my main uh, problem I have with that movie is like, you know, it wasn't necessarily that Batman was killing, but they never really like, like gave him like, you know, uh, like a justification or reason for why he was doing the things or like what actually set him off to like, you know, do this here, you know? Because yeah, I, I mean, you def- I, you definitely get the the idea that he's a jaded Batman. Sure, but and I that's mean, that's enough, I think, for most people mm, to kind of at least like, at times contradict what you've believed in the past, especially if you become jaded and whatever that is. Sure, sure. So, but but regardless, so so if you if you were, would you recommend watching? So how many? How much content is it? Five hours? Uh, it's five episodes, right? So it is five episodes total, but right now there's only three because they do three right now, and then the the whole uh, uh, series or okay. Crisis on Infinite Earths continues after January. So oh, hmm. so, way to catch them, you yeah, know, like exactly. hook them. So since it only we're only three episodes in, this is something I could potentially catch up on. You could potentially catch up on. I mean, it's, would you? What? How would you rate this as far as like? I mean it. I would say like, you know, if like if you're someone who's like on the outside looking in like you and me here, just watch the stuff with uh, Smallville, watch the stuff with uh, Kevin Conroy, uh, you know, uh, Batman and call it good. Really? I mean, the, the rest of it is kind of like, you know, stuff that I feel like you'd have to like actually watch, um, you know, uh, like consistently in order to like really appreciate. But that's just me. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Moving on. Mm-hmm. So, so next up, uh, Matrix Four and the Flash movie. We got release dates now. Yeah. Yeah. So that was so quick for Matrix Four. Really quick. Yeah. Keanu, but Keanu Reeves is so. Oh, he fire. He's fire right now. Yeah. Everyone likes him. Like, like he is. He's he's it. Yeah, no. He's he's the he's the next Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Basically, yeah. You know, he's gonna be in everything. Yeah. There's, there's rumors of him going to DC. There's been rumors on Marvel. Marvel. There's been rumors in Star Wars. Wars. Yeah, no. And so this makes sense. No, very bankable star right now, and it's hilarious the fact that the Matrix is slated to come out the same day as John Wick Four. Really? Yeah. So it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be Keanu Day. Double banger of Keanu. Oh yeah, people go from one theater to the next theater here. I would. I mean, I, I like John Wick, and I I I like the first Matrix movie. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I you mean, know. I mean, two's not bad. Three's kind of pretty lost me, dude. Like, yeah. I mean, it's been a while since I watched those movies, and I first watched them when I was like probably I don't know, like fifteen or so, somewhere around there. So I think that was the first. Rate, like when the Matrix first came out. Now this is one of those. What do they call them? When it's like, uh, it's like you have to watch it no matter what age you are. No, thing, or oh gosh, there's a certain word for it, and it's basically like a phenomenon where you remember it a certain way, and a lot of people do. Oh, but it's actually a different way. Hmm. I remember when the Matrix first came out. It was PG-13, I think, and then they gave it an R rating. Yeah, I I legit remember it being PG-13. Like I remember seeing on like a VHS that was PG-13, and they changed it to R later. Yeah, like Mandela effect. Yeah, whatever. Mandela effect, yeah. exactly. And so I always thought that was interesting. I need to find, we need to get our hands on a, a Matrix movie. If anyone out there has one, yeah. send it to me. Yeah. No. Um, but I mean, 
I'm I I will go see it. Oh yeah, no. I'm really trying to figure out like what they're gonna do with it though. Well, and the interesting thing about this movie that I'm really interested to see how it plays out because Keanu's coming back. Yeah. Carrie Ann Moss is coming back as Trinity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Lawrence Fishburne so far has not been confirmed to come back, which honestly kind of surprises me because they just he, did John Wick three. Well, right? right. But, but he was the one that actually survived at the end of the, those three movies because, well, yeah. Why would Trinity be? She's t- super dead. Yeah. She's dead. Uh, Neo's dead. Well, but, he's like, uh, he's but, like, but he's the matrix Jesus though. He's going to rise yeah. again. Oh like, no. Of that's course. probably what this movie is about. Of course. But I mean, it's like, so I don't know how that's a, that whole thing is going to play out here, but I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, it's, if you, if you can have an interesting enough premise to like, you know, kind of do it and not just be like, you know, be a blatant, uh, cash grab or something like sure. that. I want this, like, I think the biggest thing and the, the, the way it lost me most, the, a huge chunk of the third movie was um, was fought in the real world. Yeah. And I did not like that. Really? Yeah. I liked The Matrix way better. Sure. Well, I mean, that's... I mean, it's, it's right in the title here. You yeah, know? exactly. But, I mean, so you give me cool fight scenes. You give me John Wick mesh with the powers he has as Neo inside The Matrix where he's trying to do yeah. something in there. I don't know. If it's in the real world or about them... Because essentially they killed the machines, right? Well, they didn't kill the machines. They um, or they like overwrote, like overwrote their. No, not even that. Like they uh, basically uh, the Agent Smith program uh, goes rogue from the from like the main uh, machine uh, cause or whatever, and he's just kind of d- doing his own thing, turning everybody in the Matrix into him, into him yeah. essentially. Like basically, he's like a virus in their system, and so. Neo makes a deal with like the oh the machines that's right the he kind machi- of purged it basically the, the head the machine yeah the head machine guy deals with it and then and then the machines like essentially broker peace now I can imagine like you know part of how this uh, movie's gonna start is probably like you know something happens to where the negotiations are no longer on the table or the peace treaty is like torn up or something like that and then they're back at it at fighting each other and that's what brings. Neo, Neo Jesus back. Yep. back into it. Yep. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So, and then, uh, so Flash, which originally was supposed to be uh, a 2020 movie. Yeah. Uh, got a release date of 2022. I know. I. That's so weird. I mean, because they're both WB properties, right? Like, yeah. Like, they're both, they're yeah, both part of Warner Bros. Yep. I, like, I'm kind of honestly over... Like I wanted a Flashpoint movie. Yeah. Well, I feel like uh, back back when all that stuff was like all like the Justice League and everything was happening, mm-hmm. that was the time to capitalize. Yeah. No. I feel like if you put that movie out now, it's not going to have the same reception it would. Now, granted, we have had three pretty successful DC movies since then. Yes, we have the yeah. Ag- Aguaman. Is Agu- like how Aguaman. Uh, Aguaman. Say, say in Mexico. <laughs> yep. Mexican heritage right yeah. here. Not really. My wife's. Hispanic. Uh, but uh, yeah, Aquaman, uh, Shazam, and Wonder Woman, obviously. Right. Uh, uh, Joker, too, now. Joker, oh, so, Joker's so, the biggest. Yeah. Just so, be on the profit so margin. That, so alone. that's four right there. Yeah. And so uh, if they do this right, like they've had such a problem with writers and directors with this movie. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, because unless, Phil, they, must, they must have had to scrap it completely. Well, yeah, because uh, Phil Lord and uh, who's the other guy that he usually <sighs> partnered himself with? But basically the guys who do 21 Jump Street into the Spider-Verse. Lord and, and Miller. Yeah, Lord, Lord and Miller. 
Yeah, they were originally uh, yeah, attached to this really. movie, and then you know stuff didn't happen with that here. Yeah, but so. but yeah, no, I'm. I, yeah, I mean, give me some. Give if we get if this next Wonder Woman somehow ties it like I, I don't even know like if all, like when Aquaman two is coming out. I don't know if Shazam two is on the on the forefront or the horizon. I think I think Shazam two is actually supposed to be coming out twenty twenty two, and I think okay. uh, Black Adam twenty twenty one somewhere around there. Okay, so I mean, we're gonna have content before that, so maybe they tie it in well. Yeah. So I mean, I think, uh, and I'm guessing this is gonna be right before the the new uh, the Batman movie. Oh, the I call it the new the Batman. It kind of sounds weird, but it's called the Batman. Yeah, Robert, instead of just Batman. Robert Pattinson's uh, Batman movie yeah. here, but um, but yeah, but but you're talking about like uh, Flash the Flash movie being done before that. Yeah, is it coming out before that or after? Do no, you know? if it. Because this is going to be 2022, I believe the Batman is 2021. I think. Okay, so we're going to have filming it like or kind of doing. So like it could be a flashpoint like to where it kind of ties the universes together. It's a possibility, but I think right now it's like I don't know. I feel like Warner Brothers' strategy because even they said that they were going to focus on individual stories for a little bit, and so I think now that they're kind of that's what they should have done in the first place. Just copy Marvel, right? They know what they're doing, right? But. Anyhow, that's so, I think of the conversation we had honestly when that got announced that it was basically two Justice League movies first. So you got you got Batman v Superman, yeah, which is, I it's mean, a Dawn of Justice. It says it in the title, yeah, it's a Justice League movie. Oh yeah, you no. get the Justice League follow up, yep, which was not great. No, I mean it like a Justice League movie should be like on par with Avengers here, but the uh, they didn't have the backstories to make us care basically, right? Yeah, you know, and so. This is, I think they're they're softly Reboot. going going and rebooting it, mm-hmm. not calling it a reboot, but kind of going back through, giving them their standalones, giving them us a reason, or giving us a reason rather for us to care about these characters like we should have in the first place. Yeah, and that's why the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe was so successful. Well, they took their time. They took their time, and they had great backstories for their characters for the most part. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, every single uh, you know major character in like those movies, like you you know something about them here, you know, you know, Oh, Drax is this way because of this, you know, Dr. Strange is this way because of this, right. here, you know, you, you understand the character motivations and where they're coming from. There's a depth that was there that isn't there in the DCEU f- yeah. for the most part, except for maybe Superman, to be honest. I mean, yeah, Superman, that, that was the only one at the time that had any kind of standalone movie. Yeah. Right. And so, but who knows if Henry Cavill's even coming back? He, he I mean, has recently been like, oh yeah, I could still come back. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, you know, he, it's, it's a very like, uh, it's a very like non specific answer, like non committed answer that, you know, we're, we're receiving because we've heard that he's out. Then we've heard he's in. Yeah. It's and kind then, of, it's very confusing. And, you know, yeah. So, I mean, obviously he's going to, be tied up with the witcher he's probably got like a contract to do like a couple of seasons here at, at minimum they're already green lit yeah. for a season two on yeah. that so which i'm so stoked for that yeah no it should be good so. i haven't seen a lot of good things with henry cavill in it yeah I, I do like him though and i'm very hopeful with what we've seen in uh this the the little teasers they've given us yeah the little character I'm, videos i'm ready that. for it yeah like and that's next week you yeah, know so next week same um, day as star wars we'll be yeah we'll be talking about that next week so yep. stay tuned for that but all right well we're gonna move quite like just along out of our kind of our out of our nerd news a little bit and we're gonna go into some uh game talk with uh 
the the Nindy Showcase. For those of you who are Nintendo fans, you know what this is. If you're not, it's basically a, a, a showcase of indie developers that release their stuff on the Switch. Uh, I've been a, a huge fan of some of the stuff that's that's come out in the Switch. It's such a cool thing to have that platform for people who want to make games and don't want to or haven't had the opportunity to work for a big company. Oh, yeah, and not to mention, like, the Switch is prime place to play, you know, oh, the yeah. indies. And there's always, like, you know, sales going on. You can pretty much snag, like, a couple of bangers for, like, you know, say less than $30 here. If, for sure. Uh, if you're really, you know, going with that here. I'm waiting. I'm, I'm sure I should have got this one. I think it was on sale last year, but Slay the Spire looks so cool. Yeah. No. I love card games. Yep. Uh, it's, it's, I think it won. Uh, what award did that win? I, I didn't, oh, I know it won an award this year, but. I don't know, but it, it's, it's definitely one I've heard a lot about yeah. here. And if you're, yeah, if you're a card game guy. Or I mean, a rogue guy. I think it's like a mix of rogue slash. Yeah. Uh, yeah kind of a card that, strategy yeah. game. And that's your game. But. One of the things that stood out to me, I'm a huge, I love fighting games. Mm-hmm. I love Street Fighter 2 goes down as one of my probably top three games of all time. Mm-hmm. Streets of Rage 4. But that's not really a fighting game. That's more of a beat-em-up here. It's a beat-em-up, but... It's like Turtles in Time. Kinda. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. And I love, that's my one of my other favorite games. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I love I love the beat-em-up kind of that genre because it, it's it's classic it's, yeah, it's the arcade oh, no. games you played and no absolutely and so i, I think it looks great it, no it looks great you know the, the animation the yeah, everything top, about top, it top notch i'm hoping it turns out well though yeah. i'm hoping the game actually uh does well because i want to see more of of that like yeah just the movements like it d- definitely super reminiscent of street fighter very much so, and yeah. the old streets of rage games if you've played those yeah. but uh something we both really liked Super Mash. Super Mash definitely seems like it's uh, it looks buck wild because I mean you can mix two genres and, of like games and so you could have like say JRPG platformer or JRPG racing or something like that and you can combine them. You can combine them and it, like basically generates a game right there. Which I know. I feel like is too good to be true. It is. It ar- it already is. It pro- I already know it is. I, f- I feel like yeah, you are correct on that. However. I will be keeping an eye on this, basically keeping an eye on it. Like I'll kind touch. Of, yeah. No, just kind of seeing like, okay, yeah. So, you know, I, I want to know more about it for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I, I like the idea of it generating a, a game that's going to hopefully be unique to you. Right. Yeah. And so now is that going to be one level of a game the, or is yeah. it like a full length? Because it, it, that would be literally insane if it's if a, a full length game. Yeah. Like. Obviously, it's more with graphics that is on that reminiscent of the Super Nintendo, yeah. right? And yeah, so Super Nintendo, yeah, uh, maybe a little bit higher fidelity than Super Nintendo, yeah, but yeah, low end N sixty four stuff, maybe not like the the character model of that, but yeah, just a little bit crisper, like a new N sixty or not N sixty four, but uh, SNES kind of look, I guess. Yeah, like it, you could even. Like there's some other pe- games on this list that have that same look that are new games. Well, and yeah, that's kind of like a standard, uh, I think indie uh, indie art style is like you go for like the Super Nintendo or the uh, NES, uh, you know, style like eight bit or it's 16-bit. that nostalgia again. It, it, it always gets you. It's gonna get you. It's gonna empty <laughs> your pockets and wallets, people. Yep. All right. Uh, so, okay, so I put this one on here, Dauntless. It was actually on PlayStation and Xbox, I believe, before. 
They did a beta for a while. Is that that uh, free Monster Hunter? Uh, yeah, it's a free Monster Hunter game yeah. essentially. I w- I d- I downloaded it last night because I it came out yesterday. Yeah, basically I think or the day before, and I played it for a minute on PlayStation. And I was like, eh. I think it was in the beta though. Yeah, there was like there wasn't a lot to the game. Sure. Um, and I was playing Monster. That was around the time Monster Hunter. I was way into. I love Monster Hunter. Yeah, that game's dope. Uh, this is this is a free version essentially of that. I mean, the graphics aren't as great, uh, and there's not there's not a story to kind of go along with it per se. It's I I mean I'm I'm not too far into it, probably like three or four hours into the game. Okay, uh, but it's cool. The the weapons are cool. Like learning the movements of the beasts, like you would in a Monster Hunter game, is pretty cool. Uh, I already have my favorite weapons. You can upgrade them. Just like Monster, just Hunter. like Monster Hunter, it's 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 a simpler version. It really is your. It's kind of like they drop you like on a map, kind of like Fortnite or one of those games. You're it's with a team now, yeah. so you have you have three buddies with you. You go in and you try to take out the monster and what you can. Yeah, uh, you know, and there's different elements that of weapons you have that will do better against certain monsters, just like Monster Hunter. But for a free game, pick it up. Yeah, like download I mean, it. I mean, play yeah. it for a little. Sure, yeah. If you I got mean, time, you know, for. The low, low price of uh, free. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Might as well. Yeah. yeah. All so. right. Skatebird. <laughs> why? So you so you got some strong opinions so, on this one? I'm like, why Why do we need this game? It's literally, it's a skate game, but they're birds skating. In like a little miniature For no reason. Parks. For no reason at all. For literally zero reason. I mean. I mean, they'll get downloads just before the name of the game, I sure. feel like. But I don't want that game. I don't care about that game. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, I don't want to be too hard on it just because, I mean, it's like, you know, it's coming from, like, an independent developer. He's, you know, apparently his passion is, you know. I mean, did he play Tony Hawk's Underground at all? Well, and that's the thing is, like, you know, th- this doesn't look like it's a, you know, it's on par with, like, uh, Tony Hawk Underground or, like, you know, some of, like, the best gate games out there. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's not for me. Uh, yeah. not, not for you. So, no, I don't know. So what did you think? Uh, I put this, I put this next game down liberated. I think looks pretty dope. Yeah. I think it looks really cool. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of, uh, I don't know if you ever, uh, saw that one game that came out on the Genesis, but it's uh, called comic zone where you're, uh, oh, man, you're sounds com- familiar. You're a comic artist who gets uh, sucked into like one of his, uh, comics and you have to like, you're going for jumping from page to page, panel to panel, like, Kind of like almost like a, almost like a, a platformer beat 'em up kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah. It, it reminds me kind of like that. And no, nah, it looks no. Nah, I really like the art style. You know, it looks like it's gonna have like a, a choose your own adventure type thing. Yeah. where you make choices with the story. And kind, kind of, of like kind, a platformer look. Kind you of know? platformer puzzle vibe with uh, some shooting thrown in there for good measure. No, it's, I mean, it's it definitely looks cool. And it's got the noir vibe. Very like, much so, yeah. And who knows and if it is a choose-your-own-adventure where there's different outcomes. Like, I love a, a game that tells a great story. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, I'll try it. Yeah, so, absolutely. And it's coming out on everything, you know. I'll get it for the Switch. That's my main console. Yep. I've kind of forsaken all other consoles at this point in my life. Yeah. I'll touch PlayStation, if, like, you know, like Jedi Fallen Order. Still yep. haven't touched it, but I want to play it. Yep. Got to have that money, though. Um, okay. Well, uh, Axiom Verge 2 is coming out. I just kind of threw that in there. Yeah. You know, I never, I didn't play the first one. I didn't either. I, it looks cool. That's one that's on my back burner, and I'm a big fan of uh, the Metroidvania games. Yes, so, you are. So, I mean, basically, yeah, I mean, any anything that's, on, you know, there, you know, I'm pretty much into. So, 
yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll probably eventually get around to playing the first act and verge and second one looks good as well. So, yeah. Okay. So for this next one, this is the banger of the entire showcase. Yep. Boyfriend dungeon. And both of us have had kind of the same response when we saw this. I'm like, literally I was like, why, why, why is this game like skatebird? Fine. Fine. Yeah. But the premise of this, I'm like, is there a, is there a niche group of people where this is literally their dream? Well, I mean, there's definitely a niche group of uh, people. Well, who... Let's ex- what's, what's the game about Dorian? Let's explain that. To okay. Them. Yeah. So that's a good idea. So, it's basically a dungeon crawler, kind of like Diablo here. You mm-hmm. you kill monsters, you get loot and all that. and But it's also a dating simulator at the same time. <laughs> that was their premise. They were like, hey, we have something you guys have wanted for a long time, and it, it crosses two amazing, amazing genres. And who cares about dating simulators? Well, I mean, it's definitely a niche. Uh, the type Sims, of, I guess? Yeah. That, that's like I mean, it, it's... It's definitely a niche uh, type of genre that I feel like, you know, more uh, like more female pa- players. I think it's more popular with here sure. and whatnot. But um, but I mean, it's but the fact that like essentially the main hook is like, you know, your weapons that you get in the game, they turn into like hot guys <laughs> they turn and into stuff, hot guys and you can date them. So <laughs> you can date them if you want to. There's that. Yeah, I. I want to play it just out of pure curiosity. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, it's like, I don't know. The, I, I feel like uh, the reaction that you had, the uh, skateboard, I had like much stronger to. Oh, me too, to for sure. Just because it's like, I mean, granted, okay, you know, hilarious here, you know. Yeah. But it's like, if you're not going to do it tongue in cheek. But how, how do they get the money for this? Is it a Kickstarter? Probably. It, I mean, I would imagine it's Kickstarter or a lot like. Of pervy a, people out there. Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I I don't know. If, I mean, like you're saying, it is kind of a niche group of people. Maybe sure. people that listen to this podcast at some point. Who, who knows? Which, if it's your cup of tea, cool. Yeah. It's not ours. Hey, but you're a free American. You're free yeah. to joy, enjoy whatever niche thing game that you, that want. you want. Yeah. So, but like I, I mean, was, we're all nerds about something. We're all nerds about something. That's our catchphrase. Yeah. yeah. But I was even like, I was watching it next to my, with my wife oh, and gosh, and all she was like, why, <laughs> why would any, anyone want to play that game? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I uh, mean, granted my wife plays, you know, Mario Kart eight or whatever, whatever Mario Kart's out. That's like her, that's her jam or like, you know. But she's not a big gamer, but she she was just like, who needs this game? And I was like, oh, yeah. so somebody apparently, but. Yeah. I mean, not for me, not for you. you know, yeah. It's just, just okay, you know? Yeah. I mean. Resident so, Evil 3. So, yeah. Um, looks great. Looks amazing, yeah, dude. Like, I just saw stills of it at first, and I was like, holy moly. Yeah. Like, like holy crap, this game looks awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, uh well, I, I just recently got done playing uh, the Resident Evil 2 remake. Uh, How was that? That was actually pretty solid here. I mean, I so a little little bit of backstory. I actually beat Resident Evil 4 for the first time just like a couple months back. Here. Okay, cool. And I, even though like controls haven't like exactly like aged super well for that game. Sure. I freaking loved it. Oh, okay. And cool. so naturally you know black friday came around wanted to buy resident evil 2 pop on that it's pretty good i mean i still like four better i mean the main thing is what i'm hoping for so we got remake of two mm-hmm. remake of three which really quick turnaround because 
Uh, I'm sure they had multiple studio or at least multiple teams at the studio working on the different games. But but uh, I'm really hoping four is the next one up to bat because I would love like modern graphics, modern controls for that game. I think would be an absolute banger for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. All that said, it looks amazing. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I mean, it looked just on looks alone. It would be something that I looked into potentially picking up so yeah no absolutely i never played the resident evil games i'm such a scaredy cat that i'd have to play it in a room probably with you dorian because i i mean fully armed so with real guns because i couldn't handle it but yeah no it's all good but yeah i mean two i mean four is like one of the one of those games where like it's not super scary really and all any or anything like that now uh two the one that i the remake that one gets scary here like you, yes you, you get i think i what 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 was that on playstation uh, playstation 2 it, it was originally on playstation uh, okay i think uh, I, one and then um i think it i think it did come out on the n64 as well okay but i might have played on n64 at a friend's house and it terrified me yeah when i was like in fifth grade or something like yeah. that dang okay well uh moving on we gotta talk about the game awards we do yeah just real brief so i mean the main thing about it is uh, Xbox uh, new console, the yeah. Xbox X series. Right. It's it got essentially got revealed. Like so, we got the name, we got the look of the console, look of mm-hmm. the controller. Not not much, many other details other than that. But I mean, looks like just a big PC tower yeah. for the most part. Yeah, Dory and I were talking about this, and I mean, I, I the, my initial reaction of it was that's a PC. Yeah. So. Why not just buy a PC? But I mean, it depends on the price point. Yeah, I think I think and if it's if it's manageable and affordable and it's going to be playing stuff in 4K, obviously, uh, it's probably the cheaper option to be honest. Right, and I mean, and that's that's kind of one of the big things about, or one of the big things about, um, I think for uh, console gaming is like, you know, you have a cheaper way to go as opposed to like you know building a gaming PC as well as. Uh, you know, more simplicity behind it here. You don't have to like, you know, mess around with a bunch of different programs, making sure that everything is like running good and whatnot. I try to do PC gaming for a little bit. You know, I just, it is more difficult if you're not used to it. it, for sure. Yeah. If you're, if you don't know the language and you don't know how to like, you know, uh, optimize or, you know, uh, set certain things here, or you know, kind of like know the specifics of it. You know, I'm just, I mean, I'm just the kind of guy who just likes to like, Turn on the console. Go to it. Go to it yeah. and just, like, not have to worry about, like, you know, oh, is my graphics card, you know... Capable of capable pushing Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, I I thought it was interesting we got the Xbox reveal. Um, and then you wanted to talk about a game specifically. Oh, yeah. So, um, specifically, it is... Give me one second. It is Ghost of Tsushima. So, so what's that? So, I don't know if you remember... Um, uh, this was like done a couple E3s ago, but it's like that uh, one uh, PlayStation game where it's set in feudal Japan. It's kind of open world. I don't uh, remember. Uh, yeah, it, it was like I think maybe at E3 last year, okay. if I remember right. But basically, it's this game was at E3 last year. Yeah, I think last oh, year. Okay. Yeah, not 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 this uh, last E3, but like 2018 uh, E3, and basically it's. Uh, what it's shaping up to be is like essentially like an open world uh, ninja game here. So hmm. you're going around on your horse, you're, you know, doing stealth, you're doing sword fights. You're, you're basically kind of, I think it's going to be from, 
at least what I hope it is. It's going to be kind of what Red Dead Redemption was to like essentially like cowboy games where they basically encompass everything that you would want in like say a Western game. I think I'm hoping like for like a feudal Japan game. Yeah, this is going to be kind of the equivalent to that. Okay. Yeah, and I I I'm about those kind of games. I never played Red Dead. Like I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not about the kind of Western trope. I get, I got I like Western old Western movies. I grew up watching with my dad, but sure. I'm not, uh, I'm not going to invest a lot of, and those are, t- I just don't have the time. No, right I now. mean, and that, that is like, that is a big draw, but here. here's the deal as I am about martial arts mm-hmm. and, and those sorts of things. And just kind of that genre. Yeah. And so this might be a game I touch on if it's, if it's like a RPG style, like level up your guy, play the way you want to play. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. I'm I'm down if you could like clan up with people like if we could go on a mission together yeah. or something like that that might be pretty cool. I don't know if there's any multiplayer aspect to it. I mean, so far they've just been showing like the single player stuff, but I don't know. We'll see. One can hope. One can hope. Right? Yeah. There's always hope. There's always hope. Uh, something we're both kind of bummed about. Yeah. No big Nintendo reveal. Right. Yeah. Because Nintendo has had a very uh, strong E3 presence, like the last. Or sorry, not E3, uh, Game Awards presence uh, the last couple of years. Sure, you know they they showed like a trailer for Breath of the Wild uh, one time. They showed uh, uh, like uh, Smash the first Smash DLC character I think last year if I if I remember right. And so I think a lot of people were expecting at least the last uh, Smash uh, Smash DLC character for this uh, Fighter Pass to be revealed, but yeah, at least something, but they're they really didn't have anything big to like really show from their first party here. So mm. yeah, it's kind of a bummer. So I mean, they might be having like a direct probably in January, I would imagine. So that's probably where they're going to be like showing off a lot of their stuff for the year. Yeah, there has to be a direct coming. Yeah. So, uh, eShop sale. There's a little bit one going on. You yeah. know, we're both huge Nintendo fans, and so yeah, these are a couple of games that we thought. You know, if you haven't picked them up already, yeah, and you're thinking about picking up something, maybe you know around this time of year, maybe have some time off for Christmas or yeah, I think the sale goes home from school. Till, I think the sale goes till like the 18th, so yeah, right before Christmas, yeah, or yeah. even getting it for your kids or a friend or something. Yeah, exactly. So they had Octopath for 36. I mean, that's solid, solid game. I mean, if you're into like you know old school Super Nintendo JRPGs like I am, it's a uh, it's a great time. I mean. You know, it's a great art style, good combat system. You know, it's great. Yeah. They also had Mortal Kombat 11 for 30. If you like fighting games, I'd say pick it up. Yeah. Not much else to say about that. Yeah. Skyrim for 30. That's still kind of pricey for me, to be honest. It, it is, but I it's mean. It's a great game, though. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm, All I'm, the DLC and everything, I'm yeah. guessing. Yeah, no, I mean, I would imagine, yeah. But um, it didn't. If you didn't pop on it already, as far as having it on the go. Yeah. I had it uh, when me and my wife went on our honeymoon. You know, that's something I could have, I didn't play it, but like, if you, if you like airplane, r- yeah, uh, if you have a long airplane like ride, you know, that'd be something if, if you're traveling for the holidays, you pick up and yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, absolutely. And then also you have, um, uh, one thing that, um, is on there is a uh, super Mario odyssey, I think is 42. Yeah. And I mean, here's the thing is like $42, you know, that's $18 off of like 60 bucks. Not the greatest deal in the world, but the thing is, is like Nintendo very rarely discounts like their first party stuff. That's true. So, I mean, it's like if you see like, you know, any type of deal for, you know, a first party Nintendo game, you kind of have to jump on it. Beyond Black Friday for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because here's kind of where I've gotten to with the eShop 
you know, unless it's like an indie or uh, a game that's only released digitally, I typically will go to our local Walmart. I'm not, it's not a plug, but yeah. they sell games for 47. That's the, that's the base price right now for their games. And really? so, yeah, I don't know if it's just our area, the Pacific Northwest, but yeah. uh, if I buy physical, that's, I mean, yeah. people are probably gonna hate me for saying that, but you know, that's, that's the, that's the place if you're looking for a deal. However, if you're just a purely digital person, which yeah, like I would I say am. most of your games are digital, right? Um, all my games except for Breath of the Wild are digital. So yeah. I have my entire library wherever I go. So it's a good price if you want to pick it up digitally. Yeah, exactly. All right. So moving on, uh, Mandalorian came out today. Mando, Mando, Mando. Mando, yep. So episode six. Yeah. So um, spoilers in case anybody yeah, has Spoiler seen. alert. Yep. So... If you, you know, have not seen it yet, do not listen to this. Just hit the skip button a couple times yeah, on your... The, those holes on the side of your head, you know... Yeah, cover them up. Cover them up here. Earmuffs. So uh, let's let's start with uh, Bill Burr's character. Yeah. Finally uh, sh- showed Bill Burr, up. I love... Okay, I'm a, I like Bill Burr's stand-up. Yeah, I do too. Parts of it. I mean, he can be a little much, but... Yes. Uh, I, did, I did not know he could act. Yeah, no, me neither. And so to be in a Star Wars... I, I found out he was going to be in it, I think, through the Joe Rogan podcast. He might have, because he's probably friends with Bill Burr. Yeah, I mean, I don't, Joe, I don't, Joe Rogan's friends with everybody. And Joe, yeah, and it might have been the Resistance broadcast. Shout out to Resistance broadcast, which is a Star Wars podcast I listen to. But yeah, uh, I did not think he would steal the show the way he did. No, he was honestly like, yeah, he was funny. He actually, I feel like he, yeah, no, I mean, that Gungan reference yeah hilarious oh big time yeah you guys know what i'm talking we're talking about if you've seen the episode but he uh he, he's looking at mandalorian and going you know why don't you take you know kind of the same thing we've we've seen all seasons like why don't you take off your mask type of thing and yeah they're kind of they're kind of making fun of him like it's the way you know it has to you know he doesn't take off his mask and he's like yeah he's probably a gungan under there and yeah. kind of a nice little poke at uh george R. binks yep and so uh that was kind of cool i liked <laughs> i liked that humor this was in general, I think a really good episode. It is a good episode. Um, the one thing I would say, I mean, l- to give a little bit more context here, you know, this is like a, essentially a heist episode here. Yes, big time. Uh, you know, the, and like with typical heist, uh, you know, plots, like, you know, they have a plan, they go out, they execute it, and then there's a something goes wrong or there's right. a twist or something like that. And then, you know, that something has to happen to where they have to get out of the situation where they are. So typical like heist uh, plot formula here. And I mean, it's honestly one of those episodes that does not really advance. Like I'd say like the main story that you have with uh, the Mandalorian with like, you know, baby Yoda and like the, I mean, he's still in it, but yes. Yeah. But the bounty hunters guild and like the empire trying to get, you know, baby Yoda and stuff like that. I think it's, uh, you know, it doesn't really do that, but as far as a standalone episode, it's, I think probably like, you know, I think this might be the best uh, standalone episode that we've had so far in all honesty. Yeah. And I would, I would agree. I would say for me, uh, it would either be this episode or episode three. Yeah. Of uh, not the not the movie obviously, but but, but, but of, of this of the, season. Of the yeah. season yeah. and that was directed by Deborah Chow. Um I thought she did a great job, you oh, know, yeah. bringing the Mandalorians in in, a, in an awesome way. Yeah, no, absolutely. And not to mention too, it's like freaking Mando like 
obviously we all know that he's a baller, like, you know, pretty much from the first like five minutes of this show here, but like right here, this episode, he really gets the shine here. Like, like there's, oh, for sure. there's, there's like parts where he's just going straight up Batman. Just, like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, he's in vents. He's he, hiding. He's in vents. Shoots he's, his grapple cable at someone. Yeah. It's he, pretty sweet. Yeah. Super cool. Here. I think, uh, so the director of this, of this one was, uh, uh, forgive me if I say it wrong. Rick Famuyiwa. <laughs> Rick Famuyiwa. Uh, and he directed episode two, The Child. Oh, okay. Which was really good. Yeah, no. Um, now, for me, I like the directing. The directing in this, the shots were really cool. Yeah, no, there was an eeriness. Like, you say heist. I would agree with you. It is definitely a, it's that classic villain heist. But also, I was getting elements of horror almost, yeah. but like reverse horror because it's happening to the people that you want it to happen to, the bad guys. Yeah, exactly. So, so again, spoiler alert, uh, you know, Mando takes this mission to, to earn some money mm-hmm. with some people from his past. So we, we get to we get to meet people that he, he's been in circles with. Yeah. They're shady, obviously. Oh, big time shady. And so they go on this adventure. They're, they're trying to break out one of their people out of a... Uh, uh, Republican uh, prison transport. Republic, ship, yeah. yeah, the Republic. They have this prison ship that's that's cruising, and they they have info on that, and so they go in and and beat up some droids and and uh, get into a nice little Mexican standoff because the Mandalorian's kind of dealing with, I think, his past. Obviously, he's got these people with him, mm-hmm. and he but he's changed a lot. Obviously, we've seen that in the last few episodes of of the show, and he's kind of he's kind of you're seeing that he's he's he's. You know they're they're wanting to kill this innocent guy. There's, and he said, "Yeah, there's not supposed to be any human, anyone, any living beings on this vessel." Right. Yeah, no, nobody, nobody that uh, isn't like just a droid or something like that. Yeah, and so you see kind of the humanistic side of the Mandalorian come out, and they get into like a Mexican standoff with him and the other guys in his group, and uh, one of them ends up killing him. And so, and there wasn't really anything he can do. You yeah. know, and so he, I think he's starting to figure out that this might go south. You're you're knowing it's going south the whole episode, though. Pr- pretty much, just like given how shady like his crew is, and that he's assembling, and just like even when he's uh talking to him in his ship and all that. They're oh, just for like, sure. Yeah, yeah. There's there's kind of this. I don't know. I don't know if it's a if it's a trope or if, if like I don't know if you want to call it that, but ba- basically, um, you know, just kind of that. Uh, we're bad guys and we like being bad guys kind of mentality. Yeah, very much so. That's, that's what I was picking up on. Especially like, um, I forget the guy's name, but the, the guy with the horns, like most definitely. And like the Twi'lek chick, uh, and her brother, you know, they were definitely like, I think his name was Berg. Yeah. I'm not mistaken, but they were definitely like the, they were definitely like very like stereotypical, like, Oh, we're bad. And we like being bad. So, you know, yeah, but uh, I will say one one quick shout out to freaking Bilber's uh, uh, backpack. <laughs> yeah, gun. his backpack with the guns. Yeah, so he's That's essentially cool. wielding three guns at once, and I thought that was absolutely dope. Um, yeah, and uh, you want to talk about Baby Yoda using a? Yeah, so uh, I did. So most of the episode goes by. Yep. Okay, so first off, most of the episodes have been about thirty minutes. This was about 42, 43 minutes. Maybe, yeah, maybe roughly around 45, somewhere yeah, around there. So yeah, so it was kind of nice that, uh, you know, with only two episodes left and them to wrap up, you know, this season, mm-hmm. uh, it's not it's not strict on the 30 minutes. They're they're expanding the episodes for them to be what they need to be to tell the story, which I, I have liked so far this season. Yeah. Uh, 
What I thought was interesting, actually, before we talk about Baby Yoda, is Deborah Chow actually makes an appearance as Sash Ketter in this, and she has directed some of the other oh, episodes. Really? And so, yeah, she okay. uh, she directed a epi- the third episode, which I liked a lot. Yeah, no, I did and too. I think she's up to direct the next, if I'm not mistaken. But, That's cool. Um, yeah, uh, I thought it was really cool. And so... Uh, if explaining it back to where kind of we were with the Mexican standoff, I'll get into the baby Yoda thing, but the Mexican standoff happens, right? Mm-hmm. They have to leave basically. Uh, the rebel who was in there pressed like a, a homing beacon, yep. a distress beacon. And so we got some, uh, some of the uh, re- uh, Republic, you know, X wings coming in to take care of business. And so there's a, there's a time frame on this whole operation. So now they got to get out. They got to get out of the place before they get blown to smithereens. Mm-hmm. So they're they're uh, making their way out, and they actually turn on the Mando. They push him into a cell, and that's when it kind of gets into that horror vibe almost, where obviously the Mandalorian escapes from his room, mm-hmm. and he starts picking them off one by one, mm-hmm. which I thought was awesome. Yeah. Like I'm not a horror movie guy, but that was so cool, and that's so where the cool. Batman. That's where you get to see like the Mando being the Mando, yeah. like because we've we've discussed in other episodes where like we don't know how good of a Mandalorian he is. Not not meaning uh, his heart, but skill-wise. Yeah, I mean, and, we, we, we get a little bit of like a... You get a little bit, but he's kind of getting his butt kicked in every episode for the most part. Kind of, yeah. You know, until he teams up with someone or something like that. But, yeah. So basically, he gets thrown in a cell, he gets out, and he starts picking them off kind of one by one. He goes to the control room, mm-hmm. he starts messing with them. There's like this red this red light and this kind of yeah. strobing and you get this like effect and he's like appearing, disappearing. Yeah. He's up, you know, in the vent using his grapple hook thing. Yeah. I, and he chokes that guy I, out, I, I, I tries to it, choke him out. I thought he was just going to string a uh, straight up, like a uh, hang him. From I know, the that's what I, I thought. thought. I thought, dang, they're going hard for a star Wars movie. Yeah. And they, I mean, they, they do it in a way that's not like grotesque. So obviously kids can still watch it. Yeah. Which I was kind of bummed about. Cause I was like, Oh, I want to see some blood. <laughs> yeah. But it is okay. Uh, no, really well done. Very well done, yeah. So he gets... Oh, well, especially... Well, I'll let you continue. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. they get to a point where obviously Mandalorian's taking them out one by one. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets up into the ship. And during this time, Baby Yoda has kind of been doing his mischievous thing. Yeah. And uh, there's a droid uh, that's part of kind of the, the band of criminals, this group. And he starts getting... Uh, you're not really sure what he's going to do and he sees, he sees, you know, tiny or baby Yoda, whatever the child, whatever you want to call him. And, uh, you know, he goes back to his little area that the Mando's putting him in and the, the droid follows him there. And you think he's going to kill him and, and he, he reaches his hand out. Like he's going to use the force. So you're like, Oh man, are we going to see something? Is he going to tear this droid apart? Like what's going to happen? And then you see this explosion kind of happen in his, uh, is this his head or his chest? I don't remember. I, I, I think it was his head. It was his chest. It was his chest, yeah. yeah. So the, uh, basically the Mandalorian shot him. And the and the baby Yoda's reaction to that was hilarious because he's holding out his arm. And he kind of he kind of like what? looks at his hand like, what did I just do? Yeah. Like, <laughs> So it's pretty funny to see that kind of uh, comedic side. And, you know, maybe even Yoda, or not Yoda, but the child not even being fully aware of his powers because he was like, wait, I didn't know I could do something like that. But then you see him picking up that giant monster in yeah. the second or second episode and yeah. it's like okay yeah so i mean i mean definitely like uh, baby yoda's uh using his powers because one of the things that happened after he used uh his powers on that big creature in episode two is like he kind of got tuckered out for a while there oh for sure yeah it was like his limits were reached well yeah so 
I kind of wonder if that's going to be kind of a thing where, you know, these next two episodes, uh, he's got to use his powers to kind of help Mando get out of a situation. And now Mando has to kind of like deal with him, like, you know, being kind of, you know, fragile here. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, I, I will say, um, the end of it solid, like, yes, because, uh, how, how it ends is like basically, Mando brings the prisoner that he was originally contracted to, uh, you know, bring back to essentially the guy that wanted him, wanted him, who is a criminal and part of his crew and stuff like that. And uh, long story short, uh, the the original contract guy, the guy who uh, gave Mando the job, essentially turns on him af- as he's leaving. He's like getting his. Uh, getting a ship ready to like, you know, chase out after him and blow him up while he's flying away. But what you see is like the tracker. That, you kind of knew it was coming though. Yeah, like, you did. They're bad guys. Yeah, obviously. exactly. They like to be bad. Yeah. But the tracker that went off, like in the Republic ship, they, uh, he put it on the prisoner that he fished out of there. So basically the Republic yep. comes to and shoots up the, shoots up the station that they're at. And that's the end here, which yeah. I mean, Kaboom. Kaboom, yeah. Into hyperspace. Yep. Yeah. So, no, I mean, overall thoughts, I think this is definitely the best standalone episode that we've gotten. Probably, I, I think I agree with that. Yeah. Prob- probably my second favorite uh, episode of this season. I do feel like we do need to start kind of making some headway on, like, the main storyline. But Yeah, because what is it? Well, I mean, as far as I know, and it's a – it's really about like the empire trying to get baby Yoda and then also him dealing with like, uh, essentially Carl's, uh, Weathers character with, uh, the, the bounty hunter guild and stuff like that. So, I mean, and here's the thing is like, I, I think Mandalorian has definitely earned like, uh, some time to kind of, you know, mess around and kind of like have a few standalone episodes and do its own thing. Just because in the first three episodes, I feel like they do, more than most TV shows do in a whole season here for the most part. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, like if this was on the CW, it would take in like 20 episodes to get what you got. In, yes. And, uh, not as, not nearly as much filler. I mean, we've had filler in these, in these episodes and our apologies. I, as far as like the names of, so you have the empire or what was the empire, the remnants of the yeah. empire that kind of going into the first order yeah. kind of, and then, you know, we have the rebels coming, becoming kind the, of the, the Republic, the Republic. Yeah. And then now there's this resistance later on. Yeah. But yeah. So bad guys and good guys with that said, but yeah. Um, overall good episode. Overall good episode. Yeah. Looking forward. I, I here's okay. So we're going to go into kind of theory, theory territory with this, uh, at the end of the season, because there's only two episodes left. We get eight episodes. Okay, so one of my one of my biggest kind of peeves, I guess, with the Mandalorian and its marketing is like, I went to I wanted to buy my wife the because she loves Baby Yoda. Who doesn't? You know, Tiny is is so cute. Oh, absolutely. He's the, he's the most adorable thing on TV. Yeah, but um, uh, you can't get anything till May. Yeah, it's nah. it's really weird, and so. My my thing is, you know, at least they've done this with Rebels and other shows, is releasing a season in the fall, mm-hmm. right? That goes through winter and then releasing something like spring that goes bleeds into summer. Yeah. And so since we're only getting eight episodes, I'm kind of wondering if that's how they're doing it with The Mandalorian. Are they going to release these eight and then we get another eight come come spring or summer? I 
I don't think so, just because they're they're filming at least like not not in the spring because they're filming it right now. And just given the budget and how much special effects and post production that they have to do on sure. this, I wouldn't be surprised if it if it wasn't like you know uh, at least until like maybe late summer if they do uh, put out another season. But and it could just be like this is part one of season one and we get a part two, possibly. But I mean, it's like it's kind of one of those things where you know there's definitely like it's kind of like where TV can like take its time now. Like, you know, there's like, oh, for sure. because like you look at like, say something like stranger things or game of Thrones Wait, in like, two years for a stinking season. Yeah. No, you, like they say, Oh yeah, no, you need a more time to make a season or make the season how you want. Yeah, no, go ahead. Take that, take that time. Uh, Rick and Morty is definitely another example of that here. So, I mean, yeah, you definitely have like a lot of, uh, I think a lot more flexibility. So, and for something like, as big as the Mandalorian and how popular it's been. I mean, I definitely think, you know, if, uh, John Favreau and crew have to say, Hey, we need extra time. You know, Disney will just be like, okay. Yeah, for sure. Especially with, uh, all the other stuff that they will be adding. Oh, gosh, Disney yeah. Plus. Yeah. There's going to be a lot. So yeah. Anyway, so wrapping that up, we're going to get into our episode nine theories just cause it comes out next week. And you know, the, I, I want to look back on this episode and kind of maybe, you know, if I was right, I was right. Get the get the brownie points, yep. and if not, then I can laugh at myself. But you know, we've been talking about theories for a long time. We have, yeah. And here's the deal: is like, I I enjoyed the Last Jedi. I did too. In, I mean, in a general sense, I'm not going to say it was a great movie. No. Uh, but here's some questions, kind of we had, you know, thinking through it, and so we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk through them. But number one, I guess, if you want to navigate it, sure. Yeah. So. First question on the list here is, will it retcon The Last Jedi? And I don't think it will retcon it completely. Okay. You so, think there will be some retconning going on? So I don't know if you would call it retconning. A lot of the stuff I think that uh, Ryan Johnson left open mm-hmm. kind of to interpretation, like where's, where's parentage and sure. uh, just kind of his overall vibe for that movie. Mm-hmm. I think there just might be there. JJ Abrams might bring more clarity to those vague things. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So kind of like a soft reconning, like more, more elaborating to the point yeah. where there's less and ambi- uh, left yeah. ambiguous, yeah. Less, less, or less ambiguous, yeah, less ambiguous. Yeah. Um, cause here's the deal. Like my, my thoughts raise parents, mm-hmm. right? I don't know if I care at this point who they are. Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, like, I don't think it would add anything to the story. It would be cool. It would be cool, I guess. But yeah, I think I I cared so much more when Last Jedi was about to come out who her parents were because, I mean, we're we're here. When did uh, The the Force Awakens come out? Uh, 2015. So we're here four years later, Yep. right? And, and I'm kind of know. like over... Like, I'm not over it. I, I would want to know. Yeah. But I'm not as excited as I was when leading up to the last Jedi. And when we didn't find out, I was kind of like, well, that's a missed opportunity in my perspective. Or you, or essentially you found out and it was just an underwhelming answer. For sure. For sure. If they do go with that here and they, because I mean, that is something that they may or may not retcon, which from what the interviews and everything sounds like, uh, they will be. But Mm -hmm. I mean, no, it's, um, I still care about it just because that was like one of the big questions that was set up in the force awakens here. And it wasn't really capitalized in Last Jedi, so now that JJ has the reins back, 
you know, he can like go about answering that question. Yeah. Here's my question. I guess a question within a question would be Mm -hmm. regardless of what our parentage is, there's going to be people that are going to be mad, I guess. Like, so, so why, why does it matter if we know her parents or not? Like, well, I mean, I think it's just, uh, it's kind of like when you tease something or whatever, it's like you, or you set something up that's like a mystery. You expect there to be, you know, a payoff here. I mean, and just given the fact that how big a role parentage plays in the Star Wars universe, like, you know, I mean, Empire Strikes Back, I'm oh, your yeah. father. I mean, cha- changed everything. Yeah, I, I, there, it can't be as big as that, though. No, it won't be. I mean, b- because at that point, they're, you know, they're essentially chasing, like, you know, the cash past yeah. at that point. And cash. But, <laughs> yeah, oh, they're always ca- chasing cash. But, no, I think... Uh, I mean... If let's say she was a Kenobi or a, like if she was a Skywalker, like a Skywalker or a so like that wouldn't make any sense to me. It wouldn't, and at least at this and she's, point, in my opinion, she's not a Palpatine. There's no way, unless she's a clone, which could be, and that could be, you know, the vision where she goes into like the Sith. Uh, uh, what do you call it? I guess it was like a oh, the, like a hole in the ground that went into yeah, like the water. The, 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 yeah, like the that, watering hole. That one part in uh, <laughs> Last, Last Jedi. Jedi where there's like that dark dark side of the forest and that yes. on that island and she goes in yeah and she like sees all those mirrors all a bunch all of herself yeah so i mean no that, it could be that, that it, could. it would be interesting if they did tie it in that way but i don't know i feel like uh with a uh, palpatine coming back there is a there is definitely a possibility of her being like linked to palpatine in some way shape or form here just because i feel like you know now that you have this uh piece that's on the chessboard now it's like okay, why wouldn't you create a connection or why wouldn't you like actually like, you know, do something with it more than just being like one thing or another. But I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. And I I would say that on the flip side of that, it's like, don't force something that doesn't need to be there. Correct. Right. Uh, And if you do say something where it's a big reveal where she is a uh, Palpatine Mm -hmm. or she is a Kenobi or whatever, whatever the tie in is. Yeah. Make it natural. Well, you have to explain it. You do, yeah. And you, so there's so much they have to wrap up in this movie. I don't know if it's going to be that big of a reveal. Yeah, well, and that... Like a lot of people might think. Yeah, well, and that, that will probably... Well, that's also kind of getting into, like, probably our last question, but let's move on. So how does Palpatine come back? Yeah, that's the question. Now, I know in Star Wars canon there have been resurgence of people from the dead coming back to the living, mm-hmm. right? Now, I don't, uh, without explaining it in he- like heavily, like obviously we, we thought there were people dead in the main series that obviously popped back up, Darth Maul being one of them. Yep. Uh, now it could be like, uh, like force possession, right? Like he, like, uh, I'm thinking of, I guess like X3 when Xavier oh, yeah. like leaves his body, like he destroys himself, but he puts his consciousness into someone else. Yeah. I, like I, maybe he just kind of possessed it some, something else. Maybe he was Snoke. Maybe man. Then when he died, he left his body like a demon almost like, you know, like kinda, that, could, yeah. that could be, we don't know. There's a lot to the, the Sith. We don't know or understand, especially when it comes to the new canon that they're establishing. Oh and yeah, so, no, absolutely. He could be a clone. That is definitely a thing in the games and books and everything that, yeah. He was cloned by himself and he could have kind of put his consciousness into him. I don't know. Yeah, if it if it's like the same consciousness, you know, being put into like, you know, a clone. I think that's I, the key though. I'm okay with that. Yeah. If it's just like, oh, I'm a clone and, you know, now I have all the memories and stuff like that. It's like, you know, disconnected from like, you know, 
the original Palpatine. I feel like that's like it's not as like meaningful here. So something I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. Remember back to episode three when he's talking to Anakin and they're at that show basically yep. in the booth and yep he's talking about Darth, Darth Plagueis, Plagueis the, the Wise. Yep. Yeah, and he's like, you know, basically he's seducing Anakin, saying, "I'm guessing full well knowing that." he's trying to find a way for Padme to, to not die. Right. And he's basically like, well, there's a way down. Yeah. What if he wasn't lying? What if there was a way and he just didn't teach it to Vader? Because obviously we know through, through many things after, after Anakin got hurt in the battle on Mustafar mm-hmm. as badly as he did his his for his, he was, you know, roughly, you know, I, I can't remember the percentage, probably 80% of the man he would have been if, if he had his limbs and had the connection to the force he did when he was just Anakin. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, what if he was telling the truth and he did find the way. And so this is the kind of the culmination of what we're seeing there. I think that is very likely just because, um, I think like in the, um, in like, you know, what's considered like, you know, the old canon now, um, you know, because he was Darth Plagueis's uh, apprentice at one point. Yeah. And he, I think uh, Palpatine has been a set or at least like a, uh, yeah, Palpatine himself has been around for like, I think quite a long time. Like he's, I think he's like been around, I think I want to say like at least a hundred years or so, which I'm not sure actually on that. Yeah. But. I don't, I don't know, but, but I mean, that's, I, re- I thought I remember hearing something about that. And so I think that's one of the reasons why it seems like it's pretty likely that he is, um, he is uh, essentially, you know, he found, like, whatever that secret was that, you know, his master uh, found out, killed him, and then he's basically been preserving himself for, like, all these years and then just going and doing that here. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I don't... That's that's a good... Uh, you know, kind of, well, I'm going to look this up real quick, but basically it says that, I mean, he's not, he's not any older than I think he looks okay. like, um, he, in episode three, it looks like he's about 60, 60. Yeah. Okay. Which makes sense. That's about how old he looks. Sure. But, yeah. Um, so here's the kind of biggest question I think people have cause it's in the title, what does rise of Skywalker refer to? Yeah. And no, that is the big question here. So, um, thoughts, concerns, I would say, um, I think rise of Scott or rise of Skywalker is going to refer to essentially like the word Skywalker is going to mean something else by the end of the movie. I don't think Luke Skywalker is coming back from the dead personally i think i think that might be a little bit of a stretch who knows i don't know i disagree but you know yeah it's just my opinion yeah (laughs) um and then uh because i think like uh i think there was like that one book that was talking about like uh force users uh being uh essentially being pilots and like using the force to like pilot they were talking about them being skywalkers and that's like where the name Hmm. originally came from so I don't know. Maybe like that's how, maybe that's how like it's kind of a return to form. Like Jedi are now called Skywalkers or like, yeah, you know, I don't know. I, 
I I could see that. I just don't know if they'll do that because so many people have like such a connection to the Dude, word, word Jedi. Jedi. Oh, very much so. And it's it's known. I think that it could be it could be the the next the next generation of Jedi are, are known by as Skywalkers. Possibly, yeah. Um, or at least that sect of Jediism or whatever you want to call it sure, is yeah. is a Skywalker thing. But um, yeah, I think. Uh, Rise of Skywalker can mean a number of things. I mean, Ray could adopt the name. You know, for all of you who who think it's Shimmy Skywalker, tram traveling, yeah, you know, no. that is a thing. That is a thing. <laughs> it's but, a laughable thing, but, but I it mean, is a thing. Now, here's the I thing: think. if if Ray adopts the name of Skywalker, yeah, um, is that satisfying or is mm, that no? I I think for some people it would be just because she's carrying on that name. Sure. Now, with that said, that means Ben Solo is not in the picture because obviously he is a Skywalker. Right. I mean, by blood, yeah. And so I think she's kind of the embodiment of that. Sure. Of what, what Anakin could have been, right? And ultimately was. He did bring balance to the Force, obviously. But Right. Uh, and what Luke was. You know, he's the good guy. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he's, the, he's the light side user. And so I think that might be in reference to that. Mm-hmm. Now, they might even answer that. In the movie, it yeah. could just be like, you know, it, it yeah. could be more ambiguous than we think. Some people, and myself included, and now that I think about this even more since the time I wrote it, mm-hmm. I'm not really sure if it has to do with this, but some people may think it's tied to Ben Solo's redemption and him becoming a light side user and kind of leaving the dark side or or getting to that middle ground kind of where Luke may have been. But I don't know. That would be such a huge rip off i think of episode six and vader coming full full circle too well i mean here's the thing i mean i feel like they've it'd be it'd be really weird if they didn't go the redemption route with ben solo just because i mean they've kind of been setting it up or like you know having him have this conflict here and he hasn't really like completely like you know severed like all of his connections from like you know no we haven't seen sith eyes yeah we haven't seen sith eyes we haven't seen him go full on like you know uh bad guy here for, right. for the most part so i mean i feel like yes he will he will have a moment or he will like you know come around and have some redemption probably end up uh you know, helping Ray kill off the emperor. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that there's going to be that battle. Then it comes down to what happens after, you know, how's that battle going to go? Yeah. I mean, I've, the, there's going to, there has to be so many things that happen in order for it to be such the, the payoff it's kind of hyping itself up to be. Oh, very much. It's so. the culmination of these three trilogies, right? Yeah. So you got to bring back Obi. You got to bring back Anakin, you know, well, got to bring back that's a rumor. Yeah. You know, Yoda and, uh, you know, we'll see kind of how that, I'm not even going to go into that cause that's such a deep rabbit hole when it comes to theories. But, yeah. uh, something I want to, uh, talk about is like, do you actually, do you think it's going to be good? Well, let's save that question for the, ne- uh, Oh, for the, after this one. Yeah. After this one. Okay. So who, who do you think is going to bite it? Who's so, going to die? So I think Kylo is almost guaranteed. Because now again, mm-hmm. is that too tropish? Is that too Star Wars ish when it comes to, to, a to, Skywalker who was good going bad, sacrificing himself for the greater good, good becoming then, good again. Yeah. I mean, it obviously is too tropish, but I mean, it's like, will it be done? Probably. Probably. I mean, let's, let's be, let's face it. Like episode seven is 
you know, a new hope with like a new coat of paint and oh, just, for like, sure. and for just sure. like a couple new characters. I love it, but yes. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, last Jedi essentially is, um, empire strikes back with a little bit of the return of the Jedi mix in there just for good measure yeah. here. So, I mean, you know, and I mean, I, it's, I mean, George Lucas said it himself, like, you know, star Wars is like poetry. It like, you know, rhymes it like, it like has like a beat yeah. to it. It has a rhythm here. So, I mean, and I think like, you know, in all honesty, I mean, I don't know. I, de- I definitely feel like it, you know, after him, like, you know, killing uh Han Solo and, mm-hmm. you know, just all the things that he's done, essentially like retaking over the first order and stuff like that. It's kind of hard for him, like, you know, I don't know, in my mind, realistically, come back from that and like, you know, accept and like, you know, be accepted or be like, you know, something like that. I feel like he would have to either pay for his crimes or he'd have to like go off and like, you know, become a lone wanderer or something. He could. Yeah. I I, like I said, I don't know. He might have to die. I don't know. I think that, uh, I think he has high potential to be killed off. Oh yeah. And it, it could be a sacrificial thing. And then, you know, I, it could be him and Ray both die when they both sacrifice themselves to take down the emperor. And that's the, that's it. That's, that's the, the that's, last Jedi is killed and yeah, and you know, the there's not the last Sith is killed and everything's, uh, everything's done. I, I do think, uh, Ray will survive this one here. I think I'd be okay if you didn't. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, it definitely be interesting, but it's kind of like going back to like, uh, that conversation that we yeah. had with about last Jedi, last Jedi had a bunch of, you know, plot plot twists and turns and stuff like that sure. but it's like is it necessarily good right exactly and that's and that's a the big thing so i don't know if if you have like a good enough like reason or if it feels earned i'm okay with it but it's all about earning it here yeah um poe do we think he's gonna make, make it out <laughs> uh if he dies i don't care really i don't know i i think the the uh, Maybe this movie will make me care. Yeah. I think the kind of the arc him and Finron last movie was kind of pointless. No. Well, I mean, I mean, the, the, one of the worst things about last Jedi is like two of the most interesting characters that you developed in the force awakens, Finn and Poe, you know, you barely give them anything to do or at least anything mean, meaningful right. to do. Yeah, because, Cause how, how useful was any of the stuff there? Oh, were in? it just did not. Yeah. Pretty no, much none of it. None of it. No. Yeah, so I mean, like I said, if you were to catch me post Force Awakens, I would say I definitely care if Poe dies or not. I like him; he's a cool character. Oh, yeah, no, if, he's a no, he's bad a mamma jamma when it yeah. comes to piloting. Oh, he's a baller. He's a baller. Yeah. Um, now, uh, and this other one, I still really, I'm not sure. Finn, do you think he? I mean, let's, here, here's the thing: is like I don't think if Poe dies or Finn dies, there's gonna be as much impact if like. Kylo Ren or Ray would die. Yeah, no. And I mean, I think, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, to, you know, add on to that last question. I mean, I do care if Poe dies. I don't think he will right. just because maybe I do care. Maybe it's just more of like, if he dies, he dies. He dies. Yeah, exactly. Some Drago in there, but, and, but it has to be in a cool way. It does. It yeah. has to be him like balling out. Like he, in, he goes kamikaze or yeah, something, something like where that. he knows he has to, like, he's not going to get out of it. And he's like, I'm going to take this down to help out the resistance. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, no, I think, I think he's, uh, 
Now, I think Poe essentially is kind of being bred to be essentially like Leia's replacement or like going to be kind of running like, you know, a lot of the resistance operations and all that. And granted, there might not be a need for the resistance after this, but it's kind of like, you know, if if he's being bred to kind of do this, he kind of has to like, you know, be alive to kind of see it out here. That's just my thought process. But yeah, I think Finn, I think there's a possibility of him like uh, uh, biting the bullet just because reason being is like, he's had this arc where he's, you know, he started off as a coward. Yeah. And he's, he's a and deserter. He, and he's also been kind of selfish in like, you know, his motivations here. And even like in last Jedi, we, we kind of see that where, you know, starting out, he, is essentially deserting the the resistance in order to like you know uh, search for Ray and make sure that she's okay. Yeah, and that's when you know uh, Rose tases him and stops him here. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I mean, so that being said, it's kind of like you know we. I feel like uh, what would make it like come full circle is if he actually did sacrifice himself and like got past his cowardice to like you know say okay, yes, I'm willing to, like, you know, put my life on the line for something bigger than myself, which, I mean, technically he yeah. has done, but it's, like, you know, it it makes it so much more impactful if, like, you actually lose something to, he's, to he, do it. He's not really a, a hero in the sense of a hero, right? No, no. He's not no. on the front lines. I mean, there's there's he had glimpses of it, but they, they did say, I think JJ came out and said they will explore kind of his backstory a little bit and oh, kind of okay. deepen that. And so... so. I mean, I don't know what that looks like because, you know, he's kind of like a Jedi in the sense he was taken from his family at a very young age. Yeah. Now, does that even matter as far as, like, who he's related to, too? You know, there was... I remember when The Force Awakens came out, we had all these theories, and a lot of people did have... Well, these guys are all related to someone, obviously. Oh, yeah. No, I, I remember distinctly having... The, he's, the, he's a Calrissian, you know? Yeah. He's I, Lando's grandson or yeah, something. I distinctly remember me having the theory of like, I thought Kylo Ren was Luke Skywalker just because you didn't see uh, Luke in the trailers oh, yeah. and like, but you did see Kylo Ren uh, hanging out like quite a bit in the trailer. So I'm like, is there a reason for that? But yeah. obviously I was an idiot. <laughs> it's okay. We <laughs> so, all, we can be that way we, sometimes. We can be that way sometimes. So other thing real quick, uh, I mean, this is something I, I didn't even want to touch on, but we'll bring it up for the sake of, of the theories and see if we're right. Dark Ray, is she going to be an actual thing? I, 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 don't, I don't think, think so. so. No, yeah. All right, no. moving on. <laughs> so, so, well, and so then last question on this, do we think it will be good? Like, will this movie actually be good? I'm, praying it's good yeah i think there's a it's a tall order like what what do you think like uh the odds are of it being good yeah i don't know or i like, think it has a good i think okay like uh i think it depends on on how you look at it sure. like if you if you think it's gonna be this one movie is gonna be a huge payoff for all the trilogies i think you're gonna be let down yeah now if if you're saying that this is gonna close out this trilogy, I would say it's there's probably a really good chance it will. Yeah. You know, and in and and do it well. Yeah. Um I hope they can do it well. I hope they can pay off all three trilogies and that'd be amazing if they it. could. But I don't think the likelihood of that to me is is low. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I mean, this movie has just a lot of heavy lifting to do. I mean And we're not getting in game time as far as like how the length of the film no and not to mention too it's like yeah i mean it's like because i mean you know this is the movie that they're to- toting as like 
or touting, I should say, uh, as this is going to be the end to all three trilogies. It's also going to be the end to this current trilogy that we're on. Mm-hmm. It's also going to do damage control from Last Jedi. Yeah, and that's a lot. That's that, so that's much. A, that's a tall order to do just in one movie. Yeah, and two and a half hours. Two, two and a half hours. Or yeah. two hours and 20-something minutes, so, whatever. So, somewhere around there. But, I mean, yeah. it's like, I feel like you need, like, another movie in there to, like, really, like, make that work out here. But it, mm-hmm. I don't think, obviously, we're not going to get that. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So. Yeah. Well, that's our show. That's our show. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we hope that you guys can share this with with another friend and and get the word out there that uh, that we're doing this. But um, what we have coming up, we're needing episode nine deep dive. What that is essentially is us looking at the movie in an in depth way, and that's going to be kind of like a bonus episode we do sometimes for things that we think are really awesome and relevant is that we're going to go just and dedicate a whole episode to that. So that's going to be our, our deep dive. And you can look for that kind of the week after that directly following the, the, the rise of Skywalker comes out. And so look for that. We're going to be talking about, uh, you know, the last decade basically in review, that's going to be something we're going to be touching on the next couple episodes when it comes to our nerd news. But, uh, you can go ahead and follow us on social media at our Twitter is at you heard nerds and look for us on YouTube. Uh, and that's just our name you heard with nerds and uh you know always remember everyone's a nerd about something everybody's a nerd about something